Hey there, folks. Episode 15 of the Because I'm Carlos podcast. And this one comes to us via a video that I saw a little bit earlier this week. And it came from the personal finance dad, Dustin. And it was actually a very good video. So I'm going to kind of bring it to your attention, talk a little bit around the one of the concepts that came around out of it, and then also talk, uh, kind of link it into the kind of video that I usually do at the end of the year on the channel itself. And the video that he did was called, I Need a More Focused Sports Card Collection which is pretty self-explanatory and very straightforward, but still I think a worthwhile video because I applaud Dustin for uh, taking a very self-reflective approach in kind of thinking about the video itself and then kind of where he's at as far as his collection is concerned and wanting to have that more focused uh, emphasis on it. And basically what it really comes down to is doing the kind of thing, it's similar to the kind of thing that I usually do year-end. So if any of you have ever been on the YouTube channel itself, the Because I'm Carlos YouTube channel, uh, what you'll see is that at the end of every year, especially the last couple of years, I think I'm about two or three years into that. Uh, I think 2019 or 2018 might have been my first year, and then 2020 I definitely did it, and then obviously we're going to do it again in 2021. And that is that I do three videos, one that summarizes what has gone on in the channel the previous year, one that summarizes my pickups for the year, and one that summarizes my goals for the year, and then my goals for the following year. And I do this for a couple of reasons. Uh, biggest one being accountability, and because I like to use the YouTube channel in some ways as being kind of a, uh, a barometer of where I'm at at different times in my collection. As a longtime collector, it's kind of fun to be able to see these goal posts as I pass along them in different ways. So it's kind of a documentation thing for me. If it gives anybody else value, well, that's a great bonus, but it's it's predominantly for me. It's, it's a barometer on where I was previously and then looking at where I go into the future. And it's kind of fun for me to be able to go back and see, first of all, what were my goals before? What was I thinking at the time? And then how did I do? How did the year transpire? What happened? And uh, what should I do going forward? And that's kind of the underlying point. So that's why part of the reason I gave, uh, I commend Dustin for doing that video is that he spent some time thinking about what he wanted out of his collection. And what it really comes down to, if you strip away everything else, is just a desire to build a collection that we will be happy with, a collection we'll be proud of, a collection that uh, will yield whatever, you know, uh, goals that we happen to have for ourselves. And for everybody, that's going to be different. So the reason why I don't ever tell anybody, oh, you should do this, or you should collect this, or you should collect that, is because I can't speak for you. It's not a one-size-fits-all thing. It's uh, it's a prescription. The way I look at it more, well, it's not a prescription. It, what I say is that it's similar to having a recipe where somebody says, oh, you can salt it to taste. That means that some people are going to want more and some people are going to want less. And it's really going to be dependent on you to figure out where you fall in that spectrum and then you know complete the recipe accordingly. That's really the kind of the way that I look at it as far as that's concerned. Well, those year-end reviews allow me to then do that. It allows me to really to look at the projects that I went on. And the question that I ask myself usually is at the end of it, okay, how many of these uh, goals that I had did I meet? And how many did I fall short? And then you can also ask yourself a simple question. Why did I either meet or fall short of them? Were the goals too easy? Because in the same way that maybe having overly ambitious goals and consistently missing all of them isn't the best thing in the world, it's also problematic if you consistently hit every goal by June. You know, you set a goal for the end of the year, but you've already met all of them by June. Well, then maybe you were picking goals that were a little bit too easy and they didn't really keep you engaged. Uh, similarly, having goals that are too hard that you have no chance of meeting only leads to kind of disappointment at the end of the year. And it kind of, it's kind of discouraging and deflating to, uh, to have these ambitious desires and then fall well short of them. So it's, it's a balance. The ideal is you complete some of the goals and maybe some of them you got pretty close and then maybe some of them you fall a little bit short and then you can kind of see, you can recalibrate the following year and we go, okay, maybe some of these need to roll over and maybe some of them, and this is where figuring out the why is really important. 
why did you not meet the goals that you met? Did something happen? Did, uh, you know, life gets in the way sometimes. You didn't have time or you didn't have the resources or something happened during the course of the year. That's perfectly fine. Life, life does happen. And if that's the case, well, then maybe it is something that maybe you would roll into next year. Maybe things have uh, turned around and now you're more ready to put some more focus into it. Or alternatively, maybe you lost interest. Maybe it's not something that you really, you thought you would have something that you would want to pursue or something you thought would keep your interest. And maybe you lost interest partway through and kind of de-emphasize that and start focusing on other things. Sometimes though, and I've had this happen in a couple of the last couple of years, uh, sometimes circumstances come up and this is where I say flexibility is incredibly important. Sometimes something comes up an opportunity arises that is good enough that you decide, hey, you know what? I had this goal, but I need to kind of push this to the side. I need to take advantage of this opportunity. And that happened to me uh, basically around, you know, in 2020, especially where the sudden rise of the sports card market meant that a bunch of grails that I had had in my Medano collection for years suddenly all came up for auction. Some collections, some folks were selling out and selling out chunks of a collection. And suddenly ones that I've been looking for for years were all of a sudden on the market, one after another after another. Well, if I had just stuck to the plan, then I wouldn't have been able to pick up the ones that I ended up picking up. And instead, I decided to put it to the side. I, I moved on the fly. I adjusted to what the situation was. And I, went, and I went after those grails and I was able to pick most of them off. The result is that now in going years, I'm not going to have as many of those grails that I need to chase after because I was willing to be flexible and I was willing to pivot when an opportunity presented itself. I don't expect that to be the case. It was a bit of an outlier, but that's where flexibility comes into play. Sometimes you have you can make a plan and then something happens and then you realize, okay, so this plan isn't going to work exactly the way I wanted it to, but that's okay. It, it means that it's an opportunity for something else in this case to be able to fill in a section of the collection that I didn't think I would have a chance to. Some of those grails, like I said, were things that even if I was being ambitious, I was thinking maybe I could get them over the next five or 10 years. And I was basically able to get most of them in a calendar year. And then again, in 2021, I was able to get some more. And that list of grails has shrunk uh, quite a bit from where it was only a couple of years ago. And that's a good thing. It meant for, it's meant for a much more full uh, and satisfying collection. And that's really one of the big things. But then my goals going forward, adjust accordingly. I look for new projects. I look for little new sub projects within those player collections to keep things interesting, to keep it engaging. And, you know, I drop off projects that either I don't have the time for, I don't have the resources for, or I no longer have the interest. And that constant movement and adjustment is all part of kind of, you know, evolving in the hobby and evolving as a collector yourself. Now, one more thing I want to talk about is pertaining to that, and this is something that I, you know, would probably make sense in the goals video, but truthfully, I like to focus on the goals themselves and just talking through the ones that I have, so the, this podcast format probably is a little bit better suited for it. The biggest reason I do those goals is not because, as I kind of alluded to in the last couple of minutes, not because I want to build this perfect plan that is going to account for everything and that is going to be followed to the letter. It isn't a prescription. Even for me, individually building my own plan... I do allow some room for flexibility. I know things can happen. So I try to build goals that make sense in the context of, hey, this gives me something to shoot for. It gives me something to pay attention to. It gives me something to use those eBay searches for and look for and try to find those opportunities where they arise. However, if something happens, I'm willing to pivot. I've already proven that in the past and I will do it again in the future if the opportunity presents itself for something that really is interesting. That being said, more often than not, I am able to follow the plan pretty well, but that's because I've had years of doing this to be able to calibrate so that my goals are, you know, level set correctly so that I'm not really overshooting my bounds. And at the same time, I'm not making it too easy on myself. Because again, if it's too easy, it's really not that interesting and you're not going to really put much emphasis into it. But what if you're a younger collector or what if you're somebody who's getting back into it and you're really not as sure 
where, whereas I've had enough time now and, you know, consecutive years doing this where I have a pretty good sense of where I want my collection to go and what I like in certain projects that I take on, you may not be fully versed and ready in that in the same way. Well, what I would advise you to do is take advantage of this opportunity. Right now, you're not, you're not stuck to anything in particular. You're not associated to any project. You have the opportunity. You're basically a free agent in the universe. You can pursue almost anything you want to. And in some ways, that's really, that's really kind of a fun place to be because it gives you a chance to do the research. It gives you a chance to really take a look around and kind of see what catches your eye, what makes it interesting for you. Now, obviously, as, uh, as opportunities present themselves going forward, maybe you want to take advantage and go to your local card shop or go to a couple of card shows and go and handle some of these cards in person, see what they look like, see if that's something that would interest you, because projects can take on different forms. I'm a player, player collector product predominantly, and I do some sets, but more scaled back sets. And that whole thing with the scaled back smaller checklist sets is something that I learned years ago that while I was okay at building sets and I was willing to do it, I would lose interest at different times. So I found that having scaled down checklists make it a lot easier for me to see a lot of progress very quickly. It's, it's almost like you're playing psychological tricks with yourself, really. You're trying to figure out like, you know, are you more interested in doing a, a marathon or are you interested in doing these little sprints that get you the certain distance that you want to do, but you're doing it in these sprints as opposed to doing it as a one consistent, smooth pace. Do you need to have stuff in the mail every single week? Or is it something where you're willing to be a little bit more patient, be a little bit more selective? And for you, is it more exciting to build this selective tight collection of quality items or very carefully curated items? Or are you somebody who wants to build a warehouse with millions of cards in the back? Everybody's going to be a little different. And depending on where you fall on that spectrum, that is going to adjust your goals accordingly. So that's why I wanted this whole thing to be kind of just talking about some of the thoughts that go through my head as far as building goals, designing goals, and also why I even bothered doing it in the first place. The short answer is because it gives me a little bit of a guide. Re technically, in the whole sports card landscape, you can go in a whole bunch of different directions. Sports, non-sports, anything you like. You can collect uh, memorabilia. You can collect cards. You can go in any direction you wish, different types, different categories. But it is nice to have a little bit of a, you know, a North Star to kind of keep you going in a certain direction and give you a little bit of guidance, even if you occasionally take the scenic route, even if occasionally you go off the beaten path and find these other little interesting side projects to work on, that doesn't necessarily deviate or throw you off the overall building of your collection to curate it. All these little elements of it are going to comprise of what that overall collection is going to look like. And at the end of the day, no matter how you slice it, what we're really trying to do here is we're just trying to build a collection that we're happy with. And this is just one mechanism, one set of tools that I can suggest to you or I can offer to you that might help you get there. Or you might just like the chaos. And if that's the case, well, then that's something that you know about yourself as well. Like I said, there is always these little psychological elements to the whole thing. Why we even collect in the first place is it has a psychological component to it. Some people are just going to prefer the organization. Some people are going to prefer the chaos. Me, I don't want to plan, like I said, every single element of it but I want to have a little bit of a direction. And as long as I have that, I'm comfortable enough to be able to work within those boundaries that I set and those parameters that I have set to be able to then operate and figure out exactly what I want to do to make that collection work. That is why those goals every year work kind of in my favor and let me be able to then have a set of principles that are going to guide me in the next 365 days 
with the ability to change it on the fly as I need to. So I think I'll put a stop to it there. I wanted to keep the episode right around the usual kind of length. The other uh, main point that I want to make here, and uh, it is just a little bit more of a rambling video because I was kind of had a couple of different thoughts that I was working through. So I wanted to th go through it in this episode. Now, um, I'll quickly summarize the overarching idea here. We're trying to curate a collection. We're trying to build it in a way that makes sense to us and that it gives us satisfaction and enjoyment. That's really the bottom line that we're trying to do. The idea of building goals, coming up with different, uh, reevaluating. I like the year end as kind of a good cutoff time to take advantage of it. This is the, la as I'm recording this episode, it's the last day of November. So we're heading to December. We're going to have the holidays and all that. And there's a lot of year end retrospectives and all that. I always feel like it's a great time of year. And that is the reason why I like doing the goals videos and all that around this time of year. It is because it is a beautiful time to sit back and reflect on where you've been over the last year and take advantage of that opportunity to figure out is this working for me? Am I going in the direction that I want to be going? Should I pivot? Should I change direction? And if my goals aren't matching what I'm trying to do, what do I need to do to change them? Because sometimes the answer is change it completely. Sometimes the answer is stop what you're doing entirely. Or sometimes the answer is, you know, stay the course. And depending on what it is you're trying to achieve, that little moment of reflection will let you figure out where you fall in that. But it is completely okay, as I mentioned a little bit earlier on in the episode, it's okay if you don't really know where you want to go with it yet. That experimentation period and learning about what you want and what you enjoy, that's going to be fun too, because that's going to give you a chance to figure that out. And then once you do figure it out, then it's going to make for, then it's going to make the whole planning step even more fun for you because you're going to be able to figure out, okay, how do I get from point A to point B to get to where I want to go? With that said, uh, as usual, I open, I welcome any comments or thoughts that you might have. I'd be curious if you engage in this kind of exercise yourself. Do you take any time? It doesn't have to be the end of the year. It can be any time of the year, really. Do you take any t any period to kind of reflect on where you're sitting as far as your collection is concerned, what you're doing, and if it's something you want to keep doing? Or is it a case of you going whatever direction the wind takes you? Uh, which can certainly be a kind of a fun way to do it if, if it's something that makes sense with your personality type. We're all going to be a little bit different in that regard. But those are kind of the open questions that I have that I leave for you. Uh, hopefully, uh, going through November, you're doing well on your own journey, whatever that happens to be. We're coming up on the December thing. So in advance, I say happy holidays to those of you. Uh, we'll talk about more about those kind of things. On the YouTube channel, there'll be more live streams and videos coming up. Also, uh, if you haven't already, I do want to steer you to the YouTube channel. So you can type in Because I'm Carlos, or you can look in the description of this audio version and it'll lead you to the channel. That's the hub for all the content that I have, my social medias and all contacts that I have. So I do kind of direct you there if you do want to see anything more as far as content is concerned. Lastly, if you are checking it out on the YouTube channel, if you could like the video, that would be greatly appreciated. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Thanks very much. We'll catch you in the next one.